0: On today's show, the boys are back. The Mavericks fall to the Clippers. Chris osborne played well. Can they continue that when Luka Doncic comes back? And in the infamous
1: words of Derek Harper, the Mavericks miss Luka Doncic.
0: (laughs) That and also we got to talk about everybody's favorite former Maverick. Shut it down! Jurg Nowitzki always will be a Maverick. He's gonna get his jersey retired. We'll talk about what the ceremony will look like, all that kind of stuff coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Maverick's The Mavericks are NBA champions. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Dirk Nowitzki Norse God. The One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, well, I love Dirk. We'll get to Dirk.
1: I have a story right at the top. It's Ooh. not even really a story. So, you guys know that we just moved into New House. And my Isaac, question
0: Not me and him, but Isaac. <laughs>
1: do you want to move Uh, my question for you is what's the worst thing that your new neighbor could tell you
0: oh my gosh Uh, well i've told my story about the the, our neighbor in florida right i've told that story
1: (laughs) okay that's true true. (laughs)
0: he he collected uh war artifacts and he said i have many adolf artifacts and he didn't say the last name just said the first name that was that was an interesting experience
1: So I say this because I'm like, I can't tell if I, the my neighbor is playing a prank me or not just to like freak me out. I just met him and the dude knocked on our door and said, hey, just letting you know, we tried to kill a copperhead snake, but it went into your backyard. <laughs> just wanted you to know.
0: So now what do I do? Yeah, your like, backyard's unusable for like a month. Now we're now.
1: just going to like live in fear forever and i'm like dude that is the one of the worst things a new neighbor can tell you at least he told you
0: though would you rather not have told you
1: but what if he made it up what if he's just sitting on his couch like <laughs> i
0: got hey there. hey honey watch this i'm gonna make this new neighbor go nuts because i'm gonna tell him a poisonous snake is in the backyard when he has two small kids and a dog
1: exactly so anyway that's just been on my mind today i'm like what is the worst thing a new neighbor could? so tell
0: you me? think you're, you think your neighbor is so twisted to the point where he would make that story up
1: I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ruling out anything because I don't know them. So, uh, I mean, I guess he could have said, hey, I, you know, I just got out of jail for killing somebody, and that would have out.
0: But- yeah, you know, I'm on parole. You know, this is, you know comes over and shows you the ankle monitor. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Mavs is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. You can subscribe and watch us on YouTube killing it on youtube right now i appreciate everybody that's jumped on people that have found the show if you're watching the show on youtube for the first time hit the subscribe button and the like button leave a comment comment what your neighbors what weird thing your neighbors have said to you the first time you moved in apartments houses wherever and i want to say this if you're listening for the if you started listening to this podcast over
1: the past few months i want you to do something for me go to apple leave us a five-star review but leave a question in there and we're going to start trying to answer some questions. We did this a while back, back last year. I'm going to bring it back right now. Leave a five star, only five star. If you leave a four star review and then you question, I'm not going to answer that question. Nothing. But if you leave five stars and you put a question there, we'll uh, start trying to answer some of those on the pod.
0: Yeah, we'll answer one a day on there when we see them. And so we will answer those on the podcast. Every single one of them will be answered at some point on the podcast. But yeah, Apple podcast, leave five star. All right. Dallas Mavericks fall to the Los Angeles Clippers in the first game of the two-game series. Mavericks lose ninety-one to ninety-seven. Luka Doncic still out in this game. Maxi Kleba his first game back in nine games. So great to see Maxi back. Excited to see the lineups with uh, another competent player. It was, it was it was like a it was very much a relieving feeling. Uh, but man, the Mavericks, they had a chance in this one. They controlled the game for pretty much the whole first half. And then the second half, the Clippers really took over. Paul George got hot in the third quarter. And then with two minutes left. The Mavericks were within three. They were only down three. So this is like, how? this comes in. How were they? only? How were they? I know it was such a wild game that they were, the Mavericks shot 20% from three. Uh, they weren't like dominating from the, from free throw, right? They only took, they only made four more free throws than the Clippers. Uh, But somehow they were in this game and within three, within the last five minutes or so. The big takeaway for me, though, there were times in this game when the Mavericks needed another creator just in such bad ways, right? Like the Mavericks offense was bad in this game in general, but kid played lineups where the offensive initiators were only Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr., who Tim Hardaway Jr. maybe had his worst game of the season shooting, uh, when the Mavericks needed him, but without Porzingis, without Jalen Brunson, and then sometimes even without Tim Hardaway, too. It was just Burke and like Sterling Brown and Reggie Block. The Mavericks just need one other guy to create a shot. Just just one other guy.
1: Yeah. So when they started this four game stretch, you know, without Luca you know, one, it was the five game stretch that some people said that, you know, could define the season, but who would say Luca, Luca goes down <laughs> and that, and then it's these four games, two against Phoenix, two against the Clippers, all four on the road. And we were kind of like, Hey, how would we adjust the, you know, your expectations if Luca's out for all four? And I'm pretty sure I said, Hey, I just want them to be in the games. I just don't want blowouts. I don't want 20 pointers.
0: Yeah. Like you stand by it. They've been in all these games, two leads in the first in the fourth quarter against the Suns, and then now they were within three in the last two minutes of this Clippers game. You still exactly. Stand by they it?
1: they. Ha- I don't stand by it, but <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> because now I just get my hopes up. I'm like, we could steal a game, and then we uh, we we don't. But but no. I mean, if we go back, if we want to be somewhat positive about, it, like they've at least been in these games. Yeah. Uh, but today they just the offense struggled so much it was the first time all season I've been throwing the stat out there you know so far the season like hey if they hold an opponent under a hundred points it guarantees them a win basically they only did it 13 times last year this year every single time that they have done it so far they've won the game today they held the clippers to 97 points um and they lost so first time in that it was it, it, you said it right it's just a secondary creator thing and it's like we I love Jalen Brunson, but as a consistent like number one type of creator in that starting lineup, I it feels like he's kind of in a different weight class uh, in a you know boxing match if he's gonna be in that role a lot.
0: Well, and obviously, without Luca, he Jalen Brunson's the only one. So then, when when Brunson's off the court, then who else is out there creating anything, right? Trey Burke is in there hitting some shots, but Trey Burke is like. I mean Brunson used to be pat like shot first, shot first and he would he would not pass enough. Burke is an, another level of I'm just going to look for my shot and look for my shot and look for my shot and just He's looking for a shot? Just basically waste the entire possession uh without you know trying to find a shot basically. But I thought it was it just stood out a lot. The lineups without Brunson and Chris Ortporzenges. In the second half, kid adjusted a little bit and put KP with Burke for a stretch there for like a couple minute stretch. And but it still just didn't I mean it just didn't work in there. Uh Hardaway Tim Hardaway Jr. had five assists. And so some, I think I know I think some people will be like, well, what about Tim Hardaway Jr.? He you know, he racked up some assists in this game. I went back and looked at all of them. Two of them were in transition. One of them was that great pass to, to KP, but it was in transition. Another one was a transition pass to Maxi. And then the other three assists he got were swing passes. He's not creating stuff, right? Like he's not driving and kicking. He's not like creating space and then and then making stuff happen, like it was just sort of like happenstance. He got some of those assists in a way. So like he's not the answer to this, especially when he's shooting the way that he did in this game.
1: Yeah, and you said your main takeaway was the their need for a secondary creator. I think despite the loss, I still think for me, I think the biggest takeaway for me is Porzingis is looking much better. And if you're looking for the silver lining of this, without Luke and all of this is you look at KP tonight, he had 25 points and he didn't hit a three-pointer. So it shows me that like he, especially in that fourth quarter there, he had some tough shots in the paint, some fadeaways. He's looking more confident, more comfortable. And, you know, you have a lot of different, you were tweeting out, we were talking about before about how he's getting position and stuff. I'm sure we'll talk about it in the second segment, but I just thought KP is looking more confident right now. And he's playing pretty dang good basketball right now without Luca.
0: That is absolutely a big thing we need to get into on this game. Uh, Quickly, we'll talk about with KP is that KP had the hardest time against the Clippers in the playoffs, just getting position. And so that's why he got relegated to just standing in the corner. We talk about, oh, well, it was Carlisle's fault. Carlisle just stuck him in the corner. There's a reason. Carlisle didn't just do it because he hated him, right? Like He didn't just throw yeah. him in the corner against the Clippers in the playoffs because he didn't like KP or KP had a bad attitude. It wasn't even anything like that. It was because he wasn't effective. KP has been much more effective in the in the post so far this year on, on certain games and certain nights. And this was one of them. We started to see it. And there was some moments in the game where KP would get good position and they went to him down the stretch against some of these wings that he struggled against. Terrence Man, Paul George, he scored on against a couple times, and there's one thing I think that they changed that I think will really help KP going forward. I'm not sure if this was coaching or KP or whatever, but they changed one thing, and I really want to get into that. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is NBA daily fantasy prop game. It's the best one out there. They offer more NBA props than any other daily fantasy prop operator, and offers all the superstar players as well as the bench players. You can get, uh. Props on anything, anything NBA, anything. Isaiah Stewart? You can get props on how many stitches. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can get props on anything right now. Let's see. Monday night, the uh, Nets versus the Cavs. Kevin Durant, over under 29 and a half points. I can put that on my list over here, and then I can go, okay, well, let's go get Darius Garland over under 18 and a half points. I think KD's going off in this game. I think Darius Garland's going to struggle in this game. So I'm going to go the over under on that. Let me put, let me just put something simple. $25 on it. I could win $50 if both of those things hit on Prize Picks right now. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. You can add NFL as well as NBA. You can also do um, tennis, soccer, women's college basketball, college basketball. Uh, all kinds of things that you can do. You can do fantasy points. You can do points, rebounds. Lots of things you can do on Prize Picks. Use the promo code NBA, and they will match your deposit up to $100. Promo code NBA. Again, go to prizepicks.com, Download the app. Promo code NBA. Also, when I tell you about one of the few ways that you can watch the Dallas Mavericks this year that I have subscribed to that I know a lot of you have and hopefully got the Mark Cuban deal direct TV stream. It brings all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and TV shows all in one place, including the Dallas Mavericks. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract for you. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into this game a little bit more. We're talking about the Mavericks versus the Clippers. The brunch game. Clippers struggled in the brunch game again. Clippers do not like those afternoon games. I don't think the Clippers played particularly well in this game either, even though they came away with the win. But Christoph Porzingis in this game, We mentioned he played pretty well. 25 points, 8 boards, 10 of 18 from the field. He missed all four of his threes, which means he went 10 of 14 from two-point range. And a lot of these are these post-ups, different moves that he's doing in the post. And they've been working pretty well. He also went five of six from the free throw line, which is positive for him. And one of the things that they changed about what Christoph Porzingis is doing, a lot of times before we would see Christoph Porzingis running down the court, you know, moseying down the court, and then he starts his he starts the possession about 20 feet from the basket or around the three-point line even. And then they'll be like, all right, Chris Ops, go post somebody. Go post Terrence Mann. Go post, you have a mismatch on you. Go post like Patrick Beverly or somebody like against the Clippers last year. And he would just try and back them down from there, from like 15 to 20 feet. And it just doesn't work because KP isn't strong enough, can't get position. It was the one thing he really struggled with. And this game, I saw him start from the corners and start from the baseline and start the possession in those areas to where they're like, all right, we're going to try a quick pick and roll, pick and pop with Maxi and Brunson at the top of the key. And then if that doesn't work, all right, KP, quick flash into the paint and around your defender. And then, boom! You have position. He's already down there. Like he's already in the position in the area that he needs to be, and so he can get the ball and do his little moves. He had like two hook shots in this game. I thought were great too. One of them over Paul George, even. So it's that move. It's st- it's where he starts the possession. I think that's changing it. Uh, that, that changed the, the way that KP can get some posts, can get post position on some of these guys.
1: Yeah, I think the Mavs' coaches have deserve some credit for that because. You know, we've pointed out a lot, especially with teams when they run some smaller guys against him. They kind of just get physical with him, and sometimes he kind of you know leans away from <clears throat> trying to really get physical down low and try to you know establish that position. So if you can be kind of sneaky and kind of backdoor into that position and. If a, t- if a player doesn't or the defender doesn't even know you're trying to get position, if you're just like, oh, you're trying to go baseline or go for the rebound or something, and all of a sudden, no, you're actually going for a post-up position, kind of catches them off guard. So hats off to the Mavs for, you know, adding a little wrinkle to that.
0: And they went to him late. I mean, they've been trying this and I, hats off to them. If they're just trying to make this work for KP so they can have something else to go to late in games at times, right? Like I think they may just be trying this out to say, all right, we have something else besides Luca just creating anything uh, because they went to, to, to KP a lot, two minutes and 50 seconds. They went to KP on a post and he scored uh, one minute, and 40 seconds KP to the post. And he missed that one. Uh, and then, and then they went again to him. They went again to him later. There's uh. Yeah, there's a, a four or five times they went to him late in the post in the fourth quarter. And he, he scored on more of them than he didn't. Um, and a couple that he missed was like they were really tough baskets because then the Mavericks couldn't they couldn't get the lead back and all that kind of stuff. But they they trusted him and went to him late, unlike the game on Friday night, which a lot of people were like, give KP the ball, give KP the ball, get him more touches. They did that in this game. Just wasn't enough. I mean, there's other reasons why the Mavs lost this game besides that, but they had a chance.
1: Yeah, well I mean and that's why I was saying is like the positive kind of from this is it does feel like a okay, Luka's out, KP's the best player type thing. And it's like, all right, well now we gotta get some, you know, some help around him, like help KP out type. That's the way you want to feel for your $30 million max, you know, player that's your second star is you want to feel that whenever Luke is out, it's like, all right, well, let's, you know, come together, help KP out. And that's how we felt over these past few games. I mean, that Friday night game was like, dang, let's get more shots for KP only getting, you know, 13 and one in the fourth there. But yeah, I thought in the fourth, he, he played great. And then, you know, it came down to that Brunson play that, you know, Kind of controversial. It's kind of weird that, you know, what a swing of not only did it not count, but it was like, hey, it's going to go against you, and you're going to lose the ball too. That was wild.
0: That was an absolutely incredible swing. If you did not watch the game, let me just run through it real quick. 52 seconds left. Jalen Brunson's running down the floor. He drives. He gets an and one against Terrence Mann where he's going up for the ball. He scores, and they call a foul on Terrence Mann. That's the call on the floor is a foul on Terrence Mann. He ran up to Brunson and he flung his head back a little bit. Uh, It was funny because we were all like, oh, he, you know, and one, let's go. And I saw a Locked On Clippers tweet. Terrence Mann gets elbowed in the face. And of course they call one on Jalen Brunson. I'm like, it's so funny when like two fan bases can see the same thing and think totally different things. It happens all the time in sports. I think it's hilarious. But Brunson gets called for the and one. Ty Lue challenges it. It was a big call. The Mavericks were down 94-89, to so they were down by five points. If Brunson gets the free throw on this one, then all of a sudden it's a two-point game with less than a minute to go, and the Mavericks are going to get the ball back, most likely. And so that would have been a massive thing. They end up overturning it. They called it an offensive foul, so the basket doesn't count, and he doesn't get to go to the free throw line. It was a huge swing down the stretch there. Then they go back down the court. Reggie Jackson hits that crazy circus shot, and the game was, was sealed at that point.
1: Yeah, um... I kind of think they made the right call,
0: but when they Brunson did make contact, but man, that's a hard one because it's not like he, it's not like he elbowed him and pushed his elbow out. He went up for a shot, like a layup attempt, and put his arms up. And it's almost like the, you know, when KP when KP does the the move with his arms from left to right with the ball, and the elbow hits somebody in the face. You're like, he's just making an offensive move. So I don't know. That's a tough one, but yeah, my
1: my whole thing with is, I wish it would have just been a no call. But I just know deep down in my heart that if that was reversed and that was Luca or Brunson or somebody getting hit in the face, I'd been <laughs> or throwing Dor- a fit. yeah, Dorian getting hit. I would have been face. throwing a fit. I mean like, no, that's offensive foul. They can't do that and all that. So I try to stay uh, consistent with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we 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 probably would have been upset with it if he got hit in the face. But it seemed like Terrence Mann caused the contact. But if anything, it should have been a block. <laughs> he was he was in yeah. the circle. He slid over. There's all the elements of a block, but uh, it is what it is. The Mavericks didn't get that call, and it was a big swing, but the, I think the swing happened earlier, the the one that actually lost the Mavericks the game. A minute and 40 seconds left. The Mavericks are down by three, 90 to 87. KP gets a post-up on Amir Coffee, and he misses the shot. He had made a couple in a row, and so he's starting to feel it. He had been pretty good in the post. He misses that shot. Paul George gets the rebound, goes coast to coast, and gets a dunk. KP just jogged back. It didn't help, and then the, the Clippers were going small at that point. No Zubats on the floor, no, no Serge Ibaka on the floor, and so they were going five out. And everybody went to the perimeter, and Paul George was like, okay, everybody's going to go to the perimeter. I'm just going to drive in the paint. And he dunked, and then that's what made it a five-point game right there. And that was a, that was the biggest swing, I thought, that actually lost the game for the Mavericks. They had a chance a little bit later than that, but that was the big one that I think sealed the fate for the Mavericks.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, well, I mean, they had the, the best player on the floor tonight in Paul George. For I sure. Mean, you depend on who you talk to. He's in, you know, MVP conversations. He had 29 and what, six and four tonight, 12 of 25 from the field, hit three threes, uh, ended Dwight Powell's career. He, <laughs>
0: Ooh, he did. And I saw um, some people saying that Paul George pushed off with his left arm. He did not. He just had his arm like next to him. And man, if. <sighs>
1: It was nasty done. There I was mean, no, no,
0: no, like nothing was restricting Paul George from getting to the basket. Like there was just, it was almost as if no one was in front of him. It was bad.
1: Yeah, and I mean that will probably be the best thing that um, he does this year besides put it on a sweatshirt and uh, I'm sure he'll enjoy it. I'm sure
0: he'll put it on a sweatshirt, for sure. I'm sure he'll enjoy that. will happen on a sweatshirt. Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into some other notes around this game. There's a couple more things I want to point out. We have to talk about Maxi Kleba coming back, Frank Nellikina, what happened to him. We'll get into that. And then we'll, of course, talk about Dirk Nowitzki, his retirement ceremony. We'll probably spend a couple more minutes uh, breaking that down at the end. So we want to tell you everything that's coming up with that, what you can expect, and everything. So we'll talk about all that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about one of our favorite things. Built Bar. Thanksgiving is coming up. And you know, you know you're just going to want to eat all the time. You know you're just going to want to eat everything in sight. And so sometimes, so what I'm saying, just sometimes, when you want to eat something, get a Built Bar instead. Get a built Bar instead as a snack. That is absolutely what you need. The coconut brownie chunk is incredible. We warned you, we warned you that they were gonna be gone and they're gone now. You can't get them on the website anymore. So listen to us when we say, go get these flavors right now because they won't be there anymore. Right now, still have the mint brownie. That one's a great flavor. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, four grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely great. You can also check out the protein balls if you are dairy-free, grain-free, um, or gluten-free. If you want, need to check out those, go check out those as well. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your entire order, no matter what you get, at Built.com. Mystery flavor, still have the pumpkin flavor. All kinds of stuff at Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more about this game. A couple more notes, and then we'll get over to talking about Dirk Nowitzki, his retirement ceremony, and all that. Tim Hardaway Jr was bad. I mean, I know we mentioned this before, but man, they're just time. he has just been very incon- even more inconsistent than normal this season. He was 2 of 12 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3, and some of his shots just weren't even close. <laughs> it was just a real off night for Tim Hardaway Jr. The Mavericks just don't win games like that normally when when even when Luka's playing when Tim's off that bad, but when they don't have Luka, it is it is glaring when Tim is not good, and not having a good night.
1: Yeah, he's just not shooting the ball the best this season so far. I mean, after this game, his you know his stats are, what, 40% from the field. He's shooting 34% from uh, – 35% from three right now. He was shooting,
0: year, yeah, he's shooting decently well until this stretch.
1: Yeah, well, well, last year, I mean, he hovered around that 40% three-point mark, and they need him to be that type of guy. And, I mean, same thing goes with Reggie Bullock. I mean, Reggie Bullock just has not been good so far, and it's like – Ever since you know you caused a whatever, I just want to blame Nick for that. No, actually, Reggie hit some threes that very next game because we were in the he press did. box together.
0: <laughs> he did hit threes that next game and then never did ever again. I think no, he's but, gone 0 for 85. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> but I mean, Reggie Bullock shooting 29% from three right now. Yeah, so I won't like, get it done. No, it, it's not. It's so they just got to shoot the ball better. I think so. I don't think it's like bad looks, I think they are getting some good looks on threes, but. They're just not going down right
0: now. I thought Bullock's looks in this game were rushed, though. There's a lot of them that they were, he, I mean, he, didn't get, like, really he wasn't just missing wide open looks in this game, it's just yeah. in his defense. But, um, uh, Jalen Brunson stepping in for Luka 20 points, eight assists in this game, three steals. He was pretty good late, he, he distributed late, which I thought was good. Uh, a, a change from the, the game on Friday. Maxi Kleba, first game back, played 20 minutes, five points, hit a three, only one of five from three. Um, Four rebounds for him, a block. The defense, man, when it was him and Willie Colley-Stein in there, there there's times Willie just got beat, and Maxi was there to clean it up, and that's where they really missed Maxi, I thought.
1: Yeah, I love seeing Maxi out there. I mean, I, I think his minutes will just ramp up from here.
0: I think they may chill out with his minutes. I know that they played him 20 minutes in his first game back, but you can't lose that guy. This season, <laughs> no, yeah, and
1: I think that's you know why you don't see Maxi playing you know thirty five minutes a night as a starter sometimes. I think you know that has to be considered. I mean, even before he you know came over to the states, you know to for that first training camp, you know that yeah. was one of the 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 little red flags on him. You know when you first started monitoring him and stuff, he had some injury history, um, you know overseas before he came here, so. It's definitely something you have to keep in mind. And you know, Max, he's not, you know, 23, 24. He's right around that 30 mark. I think.
0: I think he's right around thirty. Frank Nelakina went out in the second half. He played a lot of the first half, went out in the second half with a left calf injury, a right calf injury. And so that is notable as well. The Mavericks are gonna be without him. And so that made the offense look even worse. He was only Jason one
1: Jason his... Kidd made a point to say he's not a doctor.
0: And uh he so said he could... that now four game I think like four games in a row, he said that that he's not a doctor.
1: But Frank Nellikina is a basketball player, so he will get checked out, and uh, I'm sure we'll get an update uh, sometime tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so uh, that was a big loss for the Mavericks. And, uh, yeah, any other thoughts from this game?
1: Uh, negative. Uh, Willie colley Stein played played uh, nine minutes and 32 seconds.
0: This was maybe his best game of the season, and that maybe is saying something. He had two turnovers in a row that were just absolutely dreadful. Like just he had a
1: pull up like Carmelo jumper long two that, that he was, made. He made both he of, of his shots. Rained.
0: He had two drained. steals too. Yeah, that's great. I'll I'll see it on Instagram later. All right, let's talk about the big German. Let's talk about one of our favorite just guess people. people. Uh oh, guess what day it is? It's January fifth. Against the Warriors, the Dallas Mavericks will retire Dirk Nowitzki's number. Adam Silver will be in attendance. It's going to be an awesome night. It's going to be one of those nights. I know that if you're listening to this, you already know all this stuff and you know that um, you want to be there. You've probably looked for tickets already. You've probably already got denied. You, if you were me, the Mavericks put together this uh, first 41 pack or a 40, Mavs 41 pack or something like that where you buy tickets and then you can get. I just went in line just to see what it was like. I opened it on Friday pretty, like, pretty much right after they had, had opened it. I was 30- I was I was three thousand two hundred and like ninety third in line to get these tickets, which means that there was enough people inside the ticket thing to fill up every seat, and then there was a waiting list after that of three thousand plus people. So a bunch of people are going to try to get into this game. The tickets are already astronomically ridiculous price wise, uh, but this is going to be a really big night.
1: Oh, massive! I mean, you you think about biggest nights in you know franchise history. This is going to be you know one of them, and. Best player in franchise history. You know, in the press release, they, you know, said so many different things about his stats. The only player to play 21 seasons with a franchise. Like I- Adam Silver's gonna be there. Shocking. But Adam Shut Silver does not oh <laughs> Let's go Adam Silver does not go to every uh, Jersey retirement. So he did uh, not go to Derek Harper's. Probably not.
0: No, I- he did not. We were both there. He was not there. What if he was just hanging out? He was at like the Pizza Hut. Maybe. I don't know. I looked around enough. I don't think I saw him. <laughs> but no,
1: I mean, yeah, if you can be there, gosh, you gotta got be there. I think my favorite thing uh that they announced for some of the details is they said fans who will who arrive early will be able to walk the concourse like a museum with special showcase for Novitsky's personal collection, including all star and championship rings, jerseys, shoes, and memorabilia from his history with the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, I've, that's almost worth the ticket alone, right there. So, I'll be super excited for that and the timing of it too. Like a lot of Jersey retirements happen at halftime, and it's just like, kind of like a prolonged halftime and stuff. This is going to be after, so um, they better beat the Warriors. Yeah, think. right. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think it's it'll be a fun celebration for people to stay, you know, stick around, and uh, it's going to be a very special night.
0: Yeah, fans in attendance will receive Dirk Nowitzki memorabilia, including a special edition NFT. If you want to get your NFT on. You how, can do, get, how do I even I, – uh, I'm
1: just going to sound really old, but I'm like, how do I even have an NFT?
0: Do collection? you have to bring a thumb drive and they put it on there for you? <laughs> can I frame an NFT? <laughs> they should have something where you can just like, you can just type in your NFT and it plays on a screen or something. Everybody can play theirs. Um, you get commemorative commemorative tickets, rally towel, fan clappers, There will be exclusive Nowitzki gear there as well. It's going to be absolutely great to be there. Uh, Fans will, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. It's going to happen after the game. Mark Cuban had a quote that said, Dirk is everything to the Mavs. First, 41-21-1 and now lifting his jersey to the Raptors. It is a special day for the Mavs and Mavs fans around the world. This is a thing we will celebrate with you. We will continue to do episodes for sure, breaking that down. I got to ask the question, though, now that we're on the topic. Was, is it a mistake to put it against the Warriors? As soon as Mark Stein, you know, reported this, I said, if anyone wears a We Believe Warriors shirt to the AAC, you have to fight them on spot. Like we are, we do not normally advocate violence, but if someone wears a We Believe Warriors shirt to that game, and usually there's a ton, a ton of Warriors fans at these games, at Mavs Warriors games, a ton of Steph Curry stuff. There's just a ton of Warriors fans, but if anyone wears a We Believe, you have to fight them.
1: You know the the ultimate petty move is coming though. If the if the Warriors win, they're gonna like their their Twitter account is gonna like tweet out and it's just gonna be like we believed. And with like the final score, just to throw it out there of like, hey, we know it's Dirk's night, but we want to remind you too of the we believe year. But
0: I mean, I I would hope that every single one of us would just go ratio the mess out of that account.
1: (laughs) Um. I do think it's kind of cool that, you know, Steph and them will be there. I, I wonder, you know, will they stick around on the bench and stuff afterwards? Uh, since, you know, Steph and them have a lot of respect for Dirk. I think that would be really cool. Steve Kerr and those guys.
0: But they uh, want, they recruited him. They wanted him on the team that one year, remember?
1: Yeah. And future Maverick Draymond Green, will he, you know, will he stick around? You and, and wish. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I think it's more of a schedule thing for everybody
0: involved. And it just, That was was the date that worked out. Klay Thompson may be playing at that point. We got a report on Sunday that he may be coming back around Christmas. He got cleared for like full contact practice and all that. So that could be interesting. But this Warriors team could be really good by the time the Mavericks play them then. I mean,
1: yeah, they're really good. They're really good now, yeah. uh, (laughs) Like the best team in the league right now. So it should be fun. Special night. Looking forward to it. Will I get a little emotional? Well, the last time I think I got emotional at a game or at a sporting event was Dirk. So uh, was Dirk's last game. So mm. we'll see. Uh, might get a little uh, little allergy season on January 5th.
0: <laughs> it's going to be an absolutely big night. Again, that's January 5th against the Warriors. It's going to be a massive game afterwards. They'll have all kinds of stuff. I'm sure you'll be able to watch it on Bally. We'll be posting stuff all over the place. I'm sure you can follow all the reporters for that, for all the cool stuff. And uh, there you go. Guys, we will be back tomorrow. Previewing and talking about hopefully Luka Doncic coming back against the Clippers in this last game of the home stretch. And uh, yeah, we'll be breaking that all down. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question. We will answer the question. And also, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. We will be back tomorrow. Make sure you listen to uh, Lockdown Bets. Make that your second listen today. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps.